what's going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and I'm so excited that you're here. This podcast was designed for you if you are a woman entrepreneur who is incredibly driven and you want to be the one fully in charge of what your business looks like and therefore what your life looks like. We build businesses by design. I am so excited because today you are listening to the Great Eight series. I have dug into the archives of the Biz Women Rock podcast episodes from the past couple of years and literally handpicked, okay, well, not literally, virtually, I guess, handpicked eight of the best conversations that I've had over these past couple of years. Now, I'm bringing these specific eight to you for a couple of reasons. Number one, perhaps they got the most downloads over all of these years, and or perhaps they were just conversations that I keep finding myself referring to, whether in conversation with clients of mine, with women who are asking questions within the Biz Women Rock Facebook group, or honestly, just me remembering things as I go through along my own business journey. And I'm like, oh, I remember on the, on this episode, so-and-so said that, <laughs> which is sort of a long way of saying that there are so many amazing nuggets of wisdom within all of these episodes. And lastly, And really a big, big reason why I wanted to share the grouping of these eight episodes together is because they really embody what my true beliefs about business have become, that you are the one who gets to decide what your business looks like, and you have the freedom and the power to create what that is, and that the business that you're building is all about the inside journey. It is so much about who you are deciding to become and who you are evolving into and tapping into that at every step along the way and that it's all okay, that your journey does not have to look like anyone else's. With that, I hope you enjoy each and every single one of these eight episodes, whether you listen to them when they originally came out or this is your first time hearing them. I really encourage you to turn up the volume and listen to the wisdom within. I have been a big fan of the Boss Mom podcast for a while now, and I knew that I had to get its host and founder of the Boss Mom movement, Dana Malstaff, on my podcast to share her wisdom with you. Truthfully, we could have just recorded our pre-interview bantering about all things business, and it would have given you a fly-on-the-wall view of how passionate, serious, and strategic we both are at growing our businesses. And perhaps at some point, I'll take my recorder with me to a happy hour with some of my fellow business women entrepreneurs. But for the sake of today's episode, I wanted to give you access to Dana's brilliant knowledge on sales funnels. To some, they're scary. To some, they're overwhelming. To some, they're the lifeblood of their business. Whatever a funnel is for you, I promise you that today's episode will give you a ton of information about how to create a funnel that works for your business, i.e. brings in more revenue, builds deeper relationships with your potential customers, and more. During this interview, Dana defines what a funnel actually is, why you want to get savvy about creating them for your business, and a seriously awesome step-by-step on the components of a successful sales funnel. At the end, you'll get some practical tools and steps you can take to get started on starting or upgrading your funnel. 
And Dan has even given you a totally free template of what she calls the quote unquote free to paid journey, which is everything that we talk about in this episode. You can access that freebie by going to boss-mom.com forward slash journey. And I will have that link in the show notes as well. Enjoy this awesome conversation with Boss Mom, Dan and Malstaff. Dana, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. Okay, I've already had so much fun with you and we haven't even started. We just started recording. We've literally been chatting it up for half an hour already. (laughs) (laughs) And truthfully, if I would have had the recorder on during that whole time, that in and of itself would have been really interesting because it was you and I totally geeking out on business, um, which I love because that's exactly who listens to this podcast are women who are just like, dude, I actually really love geeking out on business and strategy and all all this sort of stuff. So, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Last night, I, I was it was my night off. I get Tuesdays off from being a parent. Or sorry, it was Mon- I took Monday off instead of Tuesday. We nice. switched it. But I normally get Tuesday. So we go and I'm working. I got a salad and I'm like doing work. And my friend texts me and she's, you know, lives in San Diego up by me. And she's like, hey, I want to do a, a, you know, a late night work sesh. And, uh, and I was like, I'm actually out right now. Like, do-. so we met up at a place called BJ's, which is like a kind of bar restaurant that's open till midnight. And I'm, I literally am pulling out my notebook with the little boxes and arrows that show like my launch that I drew out. And she's like, Oh my gosh, walk me through it. And I walk her through it and she's like, let's build mine. Yeah. And it's 11 o'clock at night and we're, and the guy's coming over being like, do you guys need anything? And I'm, I'm not drinking this month cause I'm in the whole 30 thing. Uh-huh. So I literally like, I, I asked for a virgin bloody Mary <laughs> So I could feel like I'm drinking and she has her wine and we're totally geeking out on yep. these boxes with arrows. And this guy's like, who are these ridiculous yeah. women? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, that's the fun. That's the juice. I was, I seriously had almost the exact experience the other day during like a happy hour on a Friday. And I'm sitting there with a girlfriend of mine and we were totally geeking out like business, 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 talking team leadership, talking, you know, whatever programming here, blah, blah, blah. And like, at, there was a moment at which I like looked around at everyone else at 530 on a Friday afternoon afternoon at the bar. And I was like, so this probably isn't a normal conversation. <laughs> oh, but it feels so good. It does. I really love it. So I say do whatever makes you happy. Yeah, I'm amen. And that's why communities like Biz Women Rock and the Boss Moms community exist. So we can all be around each other who are fellow, you know, entrepreneurial geeks. So I'm so glad that you're here because one of the things that we started geeking out on was funnels, which is mm-hmm. something that I know you love talking about. I have listened to your podcasts and I feel like on almost every show, you kind Kind of like make a little nod to funnels. <laughs> and Hard so, not to. Hard yeah. <laughs> not to. They're so good for your business. Right. Yeah. So the conversation that I wanted to have is I really wanted to address why we should have funnels in our business and then actually get your mind and get your brain on the anatomy of a successful funnel. And the reason I'm asking this is because there are, it it can kind of be a scary thing. And there might be women listening who are thinking like, well, okay, so I have basically what happens when somebody gets this and I want more people into this program over here. And how do I do that? And I know that a funnel is an incredibly beautifully organized way on how to make all of these things happen, like to how to get more people over here and more people, you know, investing over here and more people getting, taking advantage of what you have to offer. But it does take some savviness. It does take some willingness to kind of step back and take a look at how you want to filter people in, if you will. So, um, and that in and of itself can be a scary thing that seems too big. So I, I want to break it down here. I want to make it super easy make it understandable. So 
Before we even begin, I just want to give some people a little bit of a backdrop so they understand why you are so smart at talking about funnels. Can you just give a little bit of a backdrop as to what your business is, what it does, and why you're so awesome? I mean, the reason I'm so awesome, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a lot to live up to, Katie. So I'm the founder of Boss Mom, right? So it's a business that helps moms or aspiring moms to raise and nurture their babies and their businesses at the same time. It is foremost a, a movement. The idea that we are, uh, that that I truly believe that it is not our job to sacrifice our life for our children, but to show our children what a good life lived looks like. That our children should grow up believing that when we do things that we love, not only does that create fulfillment and happiness, but it's financially viable. I think right. that's massively important because, you know, I won't make kids excited to work. Yeah. Working is important. Like working is valuable. And I don't want my kids feeling like work is a negative word. So the first and foremost, it's throw the guilt away. If you're not built to be a stay-at-home mom, that does not make you a bad mom. Pursue things you love. And even moms that are stay-at-home moms but want to do something else on the side or add something in or do things they enjoy, uh, do those things. Like I I think all stay-at-home moms still have other pursuits outside of being kids, right? Like the kids aren't your center of your universe and they shouldn't be in my personal opinion. So that's, that's how it was, it was born. It's a movement. It's something that we can all band behind. It's something that I think a lot of women need and can take them out of feeling isolated and alone and bad about themselves into a place of excitement and growth and curiosity and integration of business and family. Mm -hmm. So from there, my background and expertise is business and content strategy. So back in corporate, I used to build you know, programs, behavior modification, a lot of behavioral psychology, a lot of quiz and survey creation, a lot of culture, business culture and development of wellness and positive culture, those kinds of things. So those work really well for me to help build good communities, for me to help build good programs and for me to understand the human psychology to understand buying decisions. So I translated all that into say, okay, well, we have this movement, by the way, for all of you women that do have a business and want to grow your business, I have all these tools and strategies that can help. So that's how the Boss Mom Academy and the Boss Mom Boardroom and the Raising Your Business program and then all the other millions of, like, I think I have 22 courses. Total. Good Lord, girl. Holy cow. I know. I create a lot of courses. <laughs> well, I mean, content creation was my thing and I was a broadcast right. journalism major. So getting on film is very easy for me. Uh, and I just do things. I just create things. And then I've established a really good team to help me execute those things. Yeah. So that's, and then that's where, that's where we're at. We're just building, building that up. We basically boss mom, everything you can boss mom. So we have the podcast, <laughs> we have the boss mom retreats, we have the boss mom minis, which are one day events. We have the boss mom Academy, the boardroom that like all the boss mom things we've boss mommed until we decide that there isn't anything else to boss mom. <laughs> Um, and then we'll go and double boss mom stuff. I don't know. <laughs> love it. Love it. So obviously what I, what I want to make sure that you hear is that uh, Dana has been around the block in business um, and does such a great job of being able to create programs and services and offerings that her community really, really wants and needs in order to grow their businesses and to be a part of this movement better and better. So that being said, Funnels has been a giant part of your success and a huge part of what you have been able to teach a lot of other um, uh, mompreneurs, mom business owners, uh, so that they can produce the results that they want. So let's start at the beginning, which is w- what is a funnel and why are they important? 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use a few analogies because I think it's more fun that way. So first off, I want just think about it when someone, you know, feel the dreams and someone says, if you build it, they will come. Right. And then for everybody who's ever built something and nobody shows up, they're like, that is the dumbest statement ever. It's not true. (laughs) Uh, Here's the, here's the caveat is if you build it and give really good directions, then they will come. Mm. Right. So if you imagine you're in field of dreams, you're driving on the regular road. Right. And there's a sign that says uh, dead famous baseball players around this corner. If you like baseball, this is totally your thing. And you go, oh, my gosh, I do like baseball. And so you turn off the road onto this dirt road. And about halfway down, it says, by the way, it's a cool stadium. There are lights. You have a long drive anyway. Come and rest with us and we'll give you biscuits and tea. And you're like, all of that sounds amazing. And I want all of that. And you keep going. Right. And then it goes in. It's like, by the way, you're going to be hungry because this is a really, really long dirt road. So (laughs) when you get here, you get a baseball and we're going to give you, you know, hot dog. And you're like, yeah, all of those things sounds great. And then you get to the baseball field and you're, and they're like, Oh, by the way, the tickets are $20. And do you want to come in? And you're like, yes, you've just piped me up. Where's my hot dog? Where's my tea? Where's my biscuit? Where are the dead baseball players? I want, I'm here. Let's (laughs) make this happen. I'm in. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, we have this stadium full of people. You have just been funneled. So the idea is that we think funnels are some big salesy thing and they are right. Sales are the sales funnel. So everybody who's scared of sales knows all of your life is sales. Like you finding somebody to marry you that took sales. Yep. Like you, like you getting your job that took you selling yourself. Like everything we do from what we buy to what we sell economy is based on currency, currency of money, currency of value. We're all selling every day of our lives. So just get over it and do it because, because you can't run a business without it. Right. So sales funnel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A sales funnel is something that helps us funnel the right people to a particular outcome, right? So that we get the highest concentration of people that are the right people and that are satisfied with what we provide. Like that's what a sales funnel is. If you want to take away all the like pages and things and products or whatever, like that's what a sales funnel is. I love it. The reason that's so important is because Oftentimes what you do, if we use the dating analogy, you don't walk into a bar. I mean, actually some people probably do this, but you generally don't walk into a bar and go, all right, we should, um, I just saw you, we should date, uh, and we are going to change our Facebook thing tonight. We're just going to boyfriend, girlfriend, you in. And then they look at you and they're like, I don't know your name. And I don't even know if I like you, to be honest. And I, I have, I'm, I feel like this is a bit fast. And that's what happens is we create products and services. We put them out into the world and then we go, why isn't anybody buying it? And it's because we've never created a relationship for that content, right? So a funnel is in addition to being the thing that helps us find the right people to end up at the point that we want, which has the highest success rate. A funnel is a relationship that you build. It's Mm. a relationship of getting to know each other. It's a relationship of building uh, expectation. It's in a relationship of of sort of narrowing out things that aren't going to be a good fit. So a funnel is just as much about getting people to be funneled in as it is about people being able to opt out of that funnel and say, Ooh, okay, we've narrowed down what you're talking about now. And I don't fit this criteria anymore. And that's why at the end of a funnel, which is your main thing that you're selling, 
that's why you get the highest success rate because everybody who's gone through the process of your funnel gets to the end. And if they, or if they're getting to the end and if it's not a good fit, then they're like, Oh yeah, I just don't, I don't need this. This doesn't really fit me. And you're going great because I want my success rate to be higher. Right. I want the right people in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fundamentally what a funnel does. Did I, did that make sense? That's perfect. A funnel is a relationship. Love this. That is a very different vantage point than a funnel is a lead magnet, a tripwire, this, you know, a three email series, and then all that sort of stuff. That's sort of some practical terms of what might consist or make up your funnel. And I think that those are tend to be some things that get scared people off sometimes. So if you can see a funnel as a relationship and an opportunity to be able to deepen a relationship with your exact right customer, then let's get into the logistics of it. Let's get into, ideally speaking, give us a nice walkthrough of the anatomy of a successful sales funnel. The problem I think that people have isn't as much that they're scared, uh, by the way, of like an opt-in that leads to a thing that leads to a thing, which I'll explain what I'd recommend that includes in a second. But I think what it does is it just stymies creativity. Mm. Right. Because one, they're jargony words that people don't understand. Right. And, and it doesn't speak to the purpose of the thing. It speaks to the thing. So if you're selling and you hear everybody under the sun say, don't sell features, sell benefits. But if we're talking about a funnel, we're talking about the features of a funnel. If you're telling them what a funnel is, is functionally made up of, I want to talk about the benefits of what it is, which is what I just explained. So I, I pitched you the benefits of a funnel so that you're like, okay, that I need. And I totally get why that's important before I ever tell you the one, two, threes of what you need to build to actually have a funnel. So that first part is what I call your free to pay journey. That's how we're going to map out what it is that you have. That's going to be the first thing when they turn off that road to go to you, that they're like, Ooh, that totally is me. I'm going to di- like diverge from my normal path and go down your path all the way down to your product. And it's so congruent that they always feel like they're on a very smooth road going in the right direction. Right. right. If you have a really janky funnel, then they get off the road and then it's twisting and turning and bumping. And they're like, wait, wow, where am I going? I feel like this is not the right way. And oh, wait, wait, this is a turn that I didn't feel like I was supposed to take. Am I in the right place? So the fundamentals of the way you need to think about the funnel is the free to pay journey. The logistical aspect of a funnel is you have to get them on your email list. So an opt-in, a freemium or whatever you want to call it, you have to get them to at least be interested enough in you to, if you were using the dating analogy, give you your number, like get their number and be like, we should do this again. (laughs) Right? Like I'm willing to maybe potentially see you more. And so that it has to be enticing enough. What I think is, is interesting is the, the title of your opt-in, like the title of your thing is the first impression that you make where some, you walk into a bar and they don't know you, but they just look at you and it looks good enough that they're willing to have a conversation. Right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe walk up and give you their number. Right. The actual opt-in that you deliver is your first date. And your first date has to be wowing enough, like shave, shower, put on, (laughs) like put on something nice, maybe reserve your horrible stories for later and only pull out some good stories. You know, there's some etiquette involved to secure a second date. So your opt-in delivery, like the actual content you deliver needs to not be crappy, right? So when somebody tells you, oh, create an opt-in, just throw a checklist together. 
don't listen to that person. Don't ever listen to that person because would they say that like, Hey, you might marry this guy and he might be the best thing that ever happened to you. So just go look like crap and don't worry about who you are or how you represent yourself. I'm sure it'll work out. No, you wouldn't do that. Yeah. You've got to represent and and understand it. It is like the first impressions. First impressions make a difference. So, you know, I'm all about being authentic and putting uh, yourself out there. But yeah, I mean, make sure that what you, how you are saying, how you're representing yourself in the title of that opt-in and absolutely what you're delivering is in line with your brand and like the value that you want your brand to deliver. Yeah, absolutely. And so the opt-in really needs to be the aha moment you give somebody, right? You're going to give an aha moment that something's possible, that they can do something, give them behind the scenes, show them what it is. I often find like a lot of people will download the checklist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And those kinds of things, the reason people want that is because they want to feel like something is possible. Mm. Like, ooh, if I just follow this checklist, I can do this thing, right? Right, right. So your opt-in is an aha moment. I usually do more of an aha moment than making your life easier because I like to upsell the making your life easier. So I'd rather do a really good training on how they can do something or how it's possible or what it is or dissect it Mm -hmm. in the opt-in because the upsell from that is going to be the thing that makes their life easier. So to me, that's the templates, that's the process, that's the, you know, the boards or the whatever it is is that actually says, oh, by the way, you want to do this, but you're realizing it's going to take some work. I'm going to cut down that work and make your life easier. And all you have to do is pay me this little amount for it. Got it. So that's what I like my upsells to be. And the biggest thing in a funnel is your upsell is your thank you page. Like people do not. And I learned this a couple years ago where I was like, I was not utilizing thank you pages, you know, and I had a coach that was like, oh, you need to put this on your thank you page. And then, and then I started doing it and I was like, why did I never do this before? Because people are already in yes mode. They're already like, yes. Oh my gosh. How did you know that I wanted my life to be easier? And they haven't even seen your content yet. Right. 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 Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You haven't delivered what that opt-in was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is somebody, you're in a bar, you've met them and they look at you and they give you your number, right? And then the next thing you say is so awesome that they're like, okay, let's just go on our first date right now. Like, let's just go. Let's hang out. Like, I'm already in. Like, I don't even need to see the first date to know that we should just go on our second date right now. So how do you and, know what that upsell is? And I, I, I'm asking you to be a little bit more specific or even give an example, really. Because yeah. if you have like your free thing and it's a whatever and it's just like that first impression, whatever, and it's going to be awesome and it's like, hey, something's possible and then they put their email address in, they click, yes, I want it, give it to me now. And then boom, they're on your thank you page. And it says, awesome, your awesome thing is getting emailed to you. And in the meantime... Right. So let me do this. Let me go to the end part because the answer to your question is we reverse engineer it. Aha, okay. I was yeah, hoping so, you were there. So go. now they're on their thank you page, right? And you say, oh my goodness, yes, I need that. And usually that should, I mean, in my opinion, it should always be a video. And I just put out an email yesterday. It was, it's funny. I, I was like, hey, it's the last day to get a three pay for the boss mom retreat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to pitch you guys on going to the, the boss mom retreat. But I'm going to show you how I do it and talk you through how this video sales letter works. So you can build video sales letter on your thank you pages and your emails. But then you go buy a ticket. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it worked really well. So. So, so a video sales pay, sales letter, you'll see a VSL is often an acronym Internet marketers use. 
video salesers, even if you're uncomfortable with video, just get on. You don't have to be perfect, but that connection of being able to, for people to be able to see you and hear you and connect with you, that creates authenticity and that creates connection that you want, right? So that way you can say, Hey, great. You wanted this thing. Now I'm going to make your life easier. You get this thing, right? If they say yes, then you're going, you haven't, sometimes I have a second upsell or sometimes you can just stop there and deliver that content, right? Mm -hmm. So there's several different ways to build funnels. Or sometimes you can say, oh, well, great. Well, now get on a call with me or now learn more about this event. And and the calls will generally convert depending, right? Mm -hmm. Or the page where you're like, look at this event won't necessarily convert very well, but that's because you just want to get in their brain. Like you see a billboard for pizza and then like at 6 p.m. you're like, why do I feel like pizza? Right? You just want to like, (laughs) like plant that seed. So there's a couple different ways you can do it, but it always starts with the opt-in to the upsell, right? And then what you're going to end up doing is you're going to have three to five emails about the opt-in. And the, and the goal of that is simply to get them to engage in the opt-in because what we make assumptions about is that they, they wanted it enough to put their email in and download it. They're obviously going to use it. And that is not true like even a little bit. There are Mm -hmm. so many people that opt into things that they never end up looking at. There are people that pay for things they never even look at. So your goal of the emails that, that come after they opt in is to get them to actually engage in the opt-in. So go into your opt-in and pull out a couple little gems of things you can be really powerful and then write emails about why those things are powerful and then tell them, by the way, this is only one element of my opt-in that's going to blow your mind. Make sure you go in and use it. And if you're already using it, reply back to me and tell me what you love best. Right creating engagement, like your entire goal, create engagement. If people download your stuff, but they never use it, they're never going to pay you for more stuff. So once you do that, you got three or five emails there. If they actually bought the upsell, you're going to get three or five emails about, you know, the upsell, the product or the service, depending on how big it is. And then what you do there is after they're done with that, you're going to drop them into a series of emails that are you know, usually referred to as your get to know me sequence and your get to know me sequence is where they start to get to know you as a person and your brand. So you're like, you just learned about this opt-in and you fell in love with this thing very specifically that you wanted to know. Now we're going to do, we're going to talk about just my business and my brand and me, right? So one email about you, the second email after that is going to be things that you've created that are the best of the best. It's like your best stuff. And then if you've been featured in places or there are people that will love your stuff already, you've got good testimonials, your next one's going to be about places you've been featured or why other people think you're awesome. So that validates the things you've just been talking about. Mm -hmm. And then from there, there's lots of different ways you can go. You know, we do ones where we start talking about like tools that you need, depending on where you're in your business and different things like that. So you can have up to like a 45 day get to know me sequence. Mine is about 10 days, about, you know, six emails or so around 10 days. And then at that point, you can drop them into, and this is, this is past your funnel. Like this becomes your just over, once you hit your get to know me sequence, this just becomes your overarching nurture cycle for your business. Okay. So what you want is you want, you want mini funnels, right? That, that drop, that get people in on very specific things. Like Amy Porterfield has one for every podcast she does. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're starting out in your business, just have one funnel, just have one opt-in that goes to one upsell that gets people in tells them about that, gets them in the get to know me. So they know. And then after that, now they're ready to be in your general promotion cycle. They've been nurtured enough to be promoted about things. Got it. Got it. Okay. And, And then I also drop them into, if you have a newsletter thing, right? 
So for us, if we're going into a promotion, like into an actual launch, that's when we drop them in and go, okay, well now we're going to start talking about like, like transitioning them into the broader aspect of what this product is that I'm selling. And so the, the funnel I'm now putting them in is saying, Hey, are you in this particular thing in your business? Are you dealing with this particular thing? And I'm giving them some options. So to funnel them through emails to know if this is the right fit. So after several weeks of this sort of nurturing, I'm going to get them to a point where they're going to sign up for a webinar or, you know, get in a masterclass or do a certain thing for me to pitch them again on a larger product. Got it. Now from a page perspective though, you can totally have it where you're selling two, $300 products just on your upsell, depending on like on your upsell page, depending mm-hmm. on what that looks like. Generally though, if you're going to be selling like a thousand dollar product and, and you don't want to have this like big nurture cycle, then you're going to lead it into a call. You're going to maybe do like the opt-in to a call or the opt-in to upsell to a call. And the call is where you'll do the sales in there. So you're filtering people to the call. So, I mean, the, there's a ton of ways you can do funnels. The main idea is you are literally filtering people like a funnel is a filter so that you're getting the right people to go through and you're nurturing them to create that relationship. Now, from your question about what, like what those things are, right. You want to, so ultimately you want to look at what's the the product that you want to sell. What's the big product you want to sell, right? So if you're like, oh, well, Dana, you know, I have a a course, um, a big course on how to, you know, do Pinterest, use Pinterest. Let's use that example. Okay. Got it. So you're like, great. You've got a big course on how to use Pinterest. So let's go back backwards ones and say, what do people need to make their life easier when it comes to Pinterest? Right. And you go, okay, well, what they need to make their life easier is maybe to understand like the dynamics of the boards, you know? So if we were thinking making their life easier, maybe we literally give them the exact boards they need and a formula for how to name their boards and pick their main pinned post. Right. And Perfect. so it's a fill in blank. Okay, great. That's worth seven, seventeen dollars Okay. Do I, is that a good enough upsell or do I need it to be more? And then, so you go down the line of what are the things they need to make their life easier? And you go back to the big program and course and say, what are little pieces I can pull from that to fulfill that? Mm-hmm. So instead of reinventing the wheel, you're not, and then you go to the opt-in and you say, well, what do they have to believe? What's the aha moment they have to have to feel like Pinterest is a thing they can actually do in their business? Right. And so maybe it's a, you know, an assessment of their Pinterest. Maybe it's the top 10 most awesome Pinterest boards that actually created six figure businesses so that they go, oh my gosh, there are people making six figures off of traffic from Pinterest. Like I can totally do that. And I love these things and they look simple and easy. Wait, you're going to give me the list of the boards that I would create and how to create them. That's awesome. Oh wait, now you've got a course that's going to show me how to do rich pins and actually leverage this for my business. I'm in. And now you've just funneled the crap out of them and they're love you forever. You've been funneled. Hashtag. (laughs) But the point, the point is, and I love that is that we've, we basically walked from what I'm going to call the quote unquote beginning, which is the opt-in, the potential client's experience of the beginning to the end, which is like, you know, whatever product they're buying, but how we want to engineer it is starting the exact opposite way. What is the product that we, that we want to sell? What are the core concepts out of there that people, what are either the pain points that that's going to solve the thing that somebody wants, the result that somebody wants to have on the other end of that? And how can you back into what each of those pieces are going to be um, and ultimately back into that freebie that is going to get them in there in the first place? Yeah. And and I will tell you, you are not allowed to create an opt-in where you haven't followed that, that process. And I will tell you why, because 
<laughs> Otherwise, you waste a ton of time creating what I'll call rogue opt-ins or rogue content mm-hmm. where it maybe works. Like I have somebody who they have like they've got a thing that's the, like a playlist for when you're for pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But that's not even what their business really does anymore. So they get all this traffic doing this thing for this particular opt-in that doesn't do anything for them because it was just this thing they created and, and it's not really, it doesn't really fall in line. So nobody converts. So there's, so, and then that just makes you feel bad. Like it makes you feel like you're not successful because it's not working the way you want. You do not want rogue opt-ins. You do not want rogue content. You want to know exactly where you're leading them. And that's why funnels are so good is because people feel guided. We think that giving people more options is better, but do not be the cheesecake factory of your business. Right. Like don't, don't like go in and be like a French restaurant where you have like three choices and you sit down. It takes you two seconds to decide what it is so that you can go on enjoying your life. Like people want decision support. They don't want options. They want decision support. And a funnel gives them that support. I love, love that. And this really kind of addresses the issue of just growing an email list for the sake of growing an email list. There are people out there who I'm sure just like, no, I got to get more people on my email because, you know, my email list is my gold and all that sort of stuff. And, but creating these rogue opt-ins that don't really match up and give like attract in your ideal person who's going to get the most value from you. I mean, that doesn't add value to your, your life or theirs. So yes, it's building your email list, but it's doing it purposefully and intentionally with the, and attracting the right people in who are going to get the most value out of who you are and what you are providing. Yeah. And just so you know, I made my first six figures with just about a thousand people on my email list, which mm-hmm. is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Love, love. You don't want, yeah. You don't want all the people. You want the right people. Yep. I absolutely agree with you on that. Okay. So we uh, could probably talk about this forever, but I want to go ahead and wrap up. Could you give some guidance <laughs> to, I mean, there's just everywhere that we could go to from here for somebody who like, okay, they know that they've got to spend the time actually doing this. Number one, listen to this interview again, because literally Dana just like walked through exactly what <laughs> all these pieces are. So listen to this interview again, when you're ready to sit down and do this, what guidance can you give for somebody who's ready to sit down and say, okay, I'm building a good purposeful funnel. It depends on what you want to do with funnels. If you say, Dan, I just, I've got a funnel. I want to create a funnel. I know that's the only thing I ever want to do in my business that really relates to funnels. I just want a funnel and that's it. Then usually you can hop on click funnels and you can get convert kit and that's your email. So click funnels creates your pages and your payment processing and the actual, like the page flow and convert kit will do your emails. Right. And it's, uh, and both work perfectly fine. It'll cost you about $130 a month. Right. I use Entreport and it's a much more dynamic system. It's a customer relationship management tool. It's mm-hmm. I basically run my business through it and it's all in one. And it has a campaign component. Um, Infusionsoft also has a campaign component, but we often call it Confusionsoft. I'm just not a <laughs> fan of it. I think if you're a massively analytical person, Infusionsoft can be great. Yeah. If you are a more creative entrepreneur, then Entreport's a way better option for you. But it will run you. Um, if you go through like Don Mars of Mars Marketing is my like my best friend and she's a like a funnel genius when it comes to building them. 
Um, she's an entrepreneur consultant. So you can go to marsmarketing.com, connect with her. And in, with if you have a smaller email list, she can get you hooked up with a smaller plan, but only a certified consultant can do that. Uh, but on once your list starts to build, it's about $300 a month, best $300 a month I spend. I even started spending it before I really could afford it mm-hmm. because it, it runs my business. It's like a dynamic way for me to see how all the things in my business fit together. So you, I will guarantee you, you cannot build successful funnels that really work without one of those tools. Um, you cannot do it with lead pages. It doesn't have a payment processing, right? You cannot like, you totally have to jank together like a ton of things. Like yeah, I would need not all the pieces. Yeah. I would not recommend using your website unless you're an actual website designer. And even then it's more work than I think is necessary, right? You cannot do it with MailChimp or Aweber. Those totally have their place. But if you're growing and scaling your business, they are not the tools that you want. So ultimately like you either need ConvertKit and ClickFunnels, or in my opinion, if you're really looking to like grow a six figure business, then you want Entreport. And that's just, you got to invest in the tools so that they build it the right way. And they're very nicely guided experiences. Um, and it will make you money. And just as a side note, I am an Infusionsoft lover, which is, which is hilarious because I am actually, I am absolutely creative, but I'm definitely like the more statistical kind of like process driven mm-hmm. type of a person. And it has fit and I've, I've used it for almost a decade now. So, um, I have sort of been forced into learning how to engineer it a lot. So, but yeah, well, that's it, why I don't want to, I don't want to knock it because it's no, totally it's, it's totally works for certain people. And yeah. I used to be like, oh, I don't like like Infusionsoft, but I just realized that's not the way my brain works. Just like Asana and Trello. Right. Like Asana yep. makes no sense to me, but Trello totally makes sense. But there are people I know that are like, why would you ever use Trello? Asana, it's amazing. <laughs> and I just realized our brains are different. Yeah. And the point is, though, and I do agree with you on this, is that when you actually do choose to take this very seriously, you, having an all-in-one type of a system that can do all of that stuff is key. I mean, it's really key to having all those things. And yes, if you're just starting and you're like, I just kind of like want to figure all this stuff out. Yeah, there are tools that you can bring in to like fit all of these pieces. So don't let this giant thing tool that I need to have be the stopgap for you to like start doing this stuff. So just do what you can with what you need, with what you've got right now and just keep on doing this. But the more sophisticated you do get with it and the more sophisticated tools you do get with it, the better results that you are going to see from it. Awesome. And I will add in here one thing that has helped me a lot. And I know you mentioned this in the story of, you know, you sitting down with your girlfriend during happy hour or during, you know, your night out is that it it does help me because I'm very much a a visual, like, you know, I like seeing systems and processes and I like seeing how things are playing together. And I will write on my whiteboard a lot. I will write on just a giant piece of paper. If you have a giant piece of paper, a really great way to be able to start with this is literally get on a giant piece of paper and say, what product and service am I looking to bring people to? And then just start that, start going through that process and like, okay, you know, this offshoot here, this offshoot here, this connects over here, this can be the upsell here and just play with it. You don't need to be an expert at it. But if you just visually see it, I promise you it helps so much just to get it out there and and let that sketch, if you will, be a nice tool for brainstorming on what could impact other things and how people can move through and what experience you want them to have. So if you want, I can give your audience something. Girl, go for it. Okay. So you were just making me think of this. We have in one of our workbooks, it's actually our free to pay journey and it is that map. So it tells you what the price should be, like what the range should be, what the purpose should be all the way from the opt-in to your large, what we call your commit. Mm-hmm. And so we can give, we can give everybody that map if that, that would be helpful. That would be awesome. Where can they get that? They can just go to boss-mom.com forward slash journey. 
Awesome. And I will make sure to have that direct link in the show notes for you. So you can just easy peasy click on that and go get access to that. Thank you. That is exactly, exactly it. Deanna, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for really walking us through funnels. Ladies, if you want to know more, A, I highly recommend you check out Deanna's podcast, Boss Mom Podcast. It's super awesome. Um, She has an incredible group of fellow mom entrepreneurs in her Facebook group, Boss Mom. And check out her website, boss-mom.com. Dana, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Katie. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high-performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had... I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.